Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a story of compliance that involves a lawyer being requested. But first, a story from Raby. Guess I'll wake you up then. I'm a night shift nurse at a very small hospital with only one doctor on staff, which means she works 10 to 14 hours a day, 5 days a week, and then is on call all night during the week. We have a nurse practitioner who takes weekend call. Understandably, she doesn't like being called and woken up in the middle of the night, and we generally don't call her unless there's an actual emergency. Anything non-emergent is usually texted to her, copy to Dejarge Nurse, with patient room number and initials. For example, I recently had a patient, John Doe in room 108, bed 2, who became extremely paranoid at night, and whose antipsychotics, meds that treat paranoia, was scheduled for 9pm. I thus texted our doctor, 108-2, JD refused all interventions after 8pm. Can we reschedule antipsychotic for 5p? She replied in the affirmative after I'd left, and day charge nurse changed the timing since she was included on that text exchange. The system seemed to be working pretty well until our doctor added an order to every single patient. Nurses are not to withhold scheduled medication based on nursing judgment without contacting MD in person or by phone and receiving order first. Not sure what prompted this, but I suspect there's a story. Anyway, about a week later, I had a patient with an anti-hypertensive, a med that lowers blood pressure, ordered at midnight. I checked his blood pressure at 11pm and it was low, so I figured I should hold his anti-hypertensive. At the same time, I had a coworker with a patient on the same anti-hypertensive, also scheduled for midnight, whose patient's blood pressure was significantly lower than my PT's. Here's where the malicious compliance comes in. I reminded coworker that he had to call the doctor for permission to withhold the antihypertensive. He did so and was given orders to hold it at 11.15pm. I didn't mention my patient. We have a two hour window to give medications and my PT had gotten his previous antihypertensive an hour late. This particular medication acts quickly but also stops working quickly. So I decided to wait until 12.45 to recheck his blood pressure in case it went up enough to give the med. It did not, so I called our doctor and charted her verbatim response on why I held the med. Are you crazy? Don't give it and stop calling me. Click. My next shift, about two days later, was an admissions nurse role which involved ordering medications. I was told to add a hold for systolic blood pressure less than 105 comment to all antihypertensives. This is a new thing, they said. Since then, we've been able to get a bunch of as-needed orders added on routinely to all admitted patients. This is good for everyone. RMD gets more sleep, which makes her a better doctor, because we aren't waking her up all the time for minor things. Our patients don't have to wait until morning for something that could have helped them earlier, and we have a clearer line on when MD wants to be called at night. 
Would you guys agree that if you have an issue that's being ignored by the people that could solve said problem, that the best way to get it solved is just to put it in front of that person's eyes, even if it's annoying, as much as possible? Or would that only serve to make it more likely that you don't get help? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Caramel Princess 387 My old boss was performing malicious compliance, and I just realized it today. So, I just shared the story in another post here about, in particular, to a comment talking about how they only had four people to cover seven days of the week. And another user saying that makes no sense because nobody could ever even go to the bathroom. I once worked at a hotel where we had four people for the front desk total. Five if you include the pervert owner, myself, a gal named, I can't remember, let's say Lucy, the assistant manager, Heidi, and the owner's son, Suleiman. I worked night audit four days a week, Monday to Thursday, 6pm to 6am, hourly. I did late check-ins, deep cleans, rounds, ran audit, early checkouts, laundry, and prepped breakfast. Heidi would come in and handle checkouts, 6am to 5pm, Monday through Friday, salary. She did checkouts, kept breakfast going, and laundry. After 1pm she did check-ins. Lucy came in at 10am and worked until 6pm, Monday to Thursday, same as me, hourly. She did check-ins, customer appreciation, fixed any problems, oversaw housekeeping, and did laundry. Suleiman would come in at around noon on Friday, clock in, do some inventory stuff, check in with maintenance and plant ops, alternated between sitting in his office and wandering the building for four to six hours. After he took over the shift and was alone, he would proceed to sit and watch TV in the lobby until midnight, doing late check-ins. Then he would run audit right at midnight, put out a special phone at the front desk that connected to his cell, and proceeded to go up to his suite turned apartment. No, he didn't live on site the rest of the week, that might have made all this excusable, and gone to bed. He would then get up at 5am, go make breakfast, then nap in his office between checkouts. He did this until 6am Monday, clocked in the entire time, even while he was sleeping. 66 hours a week, with overtime being two times and his base pay being, he claimed, two times hours. And his on-call rate, overnight, was four times. We were paid 12 an hour. So, I did the math on this once, hold on. So, $24 an hour. He would work about 12 hours on Friday before going to bed at midnight, so $144 on his check. He would then spend 5 hours on call sleeping at 4 times pay, so $240 to his check. Then he would work 18 hours on Saturday, which brings him to 35 hours total at base. So another 18 at 24 base is another $432 to his check. He would then do another 5 hours on call at 4 times pay bringing him up to 40 hours. He would then work another 18 hours until midnight Sunday night. He's now in overtime, so he adds 18 times 48 for an additional $864 to his check. He would then go to bed at midnight again, wake up at 5 a.m., prep breakfast, and leave at 6 a.m. when Heidi got there. His last five hours of sleep were on-call overtime at eight times his base pay. 24 times 8 times 5 is $960. His last hour was regular OT, so another $48. His take home every week for doing that. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com was $2,688. He did this because his dad, the owner, required him to be there at least 60 hours a week. There were times where he would call, have us clock him in, and then have us cover for him. He never did any laundry ever. At 12 an hour, he could have hired five more full-time employees and actually saved his dad about 200 a week, and maybe I could have gotten to have a life. But 12 an hour plus OT in 2016 wasn't something I could turn down. Look at that. My boss was actually performing malicious compliance against his dad. What do you know? You know, maybe it's just not a good idea to give your son a lot of slack, especially when you're paying them a lot of money. It just goes to show that sometimes it's just not the right thing to go into work with your family. Their workplace would have been either way cheaper or way more effective at their jobs had the son not worked there. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Minarin, find the most yellow one. Let me preface this by saying I was 14 at the time. Anyways, a long, long time ago, I once worked for a pet chain. It was my first ever job. I took it very seriously. I was the model of what a good employee should be. I worked early, stayed late, got my tasks done efficiently, and most important of all, didn't complain about it. So my day usually consisted of helping open, running the register, stocking the floor, feeding the animals, and stocking the shelves amongst other things. Worth noting is our stock would come in six giant boxes full of a random assortment of items that weren't organized. The only way you'd ever know where something goes is if you worked there long enough or got lucky. This is before hand scanners and barcodes were common. Now, I'm usually the type to help out customers when we get slow. If there's something you need, I can probably find it for you. However, this one particular customer was beyond my ability. See, the thing is, I'm actually colorblind. My scale of visible colors is red, black, white, gray, and brown. This nice woman wants me to find the brightest yellow bird seed for her pet parakeet to snack on. I explain my shortcomings and I'll have someone assist her right away. I begin to explain to my boss about the issue and go to explain why I can't help due to my inability when, predictably, I'm cut off. I don't care for your excuses. I don't care how long it takes. Make sure the customer is happy. You gotcha, boss. I'm on it. The customer, clearly overhearing, proceeds to debate with me over every single birdseed bag not being yellow enough for the next six hours of my shift. So, no stocked shelves? No second at the register during rush hour, no pet food changes, no cages cleaned, etc. When I was angrily asked why nothing was done, I proceeded to explain, You told me to help her until she was satisfied. 
Considering I'm colorblind, I can only take the customer's word for which bag was the yellowest one. My boss wasn't very happy with that one, but I was just following directions. I mean, I love this compliance, but it's hard for me to believe that this lady dropping in for a birdseed bag was able or willing to stand there for six hours talking. I mean, I'm very used to that moment where, you know, you're a kid and your mom starts talking to a friend's mom and they talk for like way too long. And even that's not six hours. Even they get tired of doing that after a while. And our final story of the days from an anonymous poster. Stop messaging me and have your lawyer contact me. I'm a very systematic and organized person. I reached out to my new apartments a month before moving to confirm it was ready. Property manager, which number one, informed me the fridge is leaking and will be replaced two weeks before move-in. I move in and the fridge doesn't work. I submit a maintenance request and they send two goons who spend four hours on the phone with the boss and turn it off for two days, then turn it back on. It still doesn't work, so I file another request. This time she ignores me. I call, text, email, no answer. I call the main management company line and that other witch adds the property manager, witch number one, to the line. Witch number two cuts me off and doesn't let me finish, then hangs up. Witch number one then sends me a long text that I'm rude and ungrateful and that she'll take action and make me regret it if I keep calling. I told her I can just buy from Costco and deduct from rent, allowed in my state after 24 hours, and it's been literally over 45 days since they've known the fridge is broken. She also says I will have to accept a used fridge from a broken down nearby unit that I will have to clean myself. I tell her I'll be contacting a lawyer. Anyone attending my university qualifies for a free lawyer paid via tuition. She's like, stop messaging me, I will block you. Have your lawyer contact me. I filed a complaint with the city and they immediately call me to schedule an inspection three hours later. They say they've had multiple complaints with this property. Inspector comes. Which number one, the main groundsman, great guy, and the owner, also a good guy but was left in the dark about everything, all come to see what's going on and they look scared crapless. Inspector writes up so many little things and I help out point out very minor things that need repair and replacement. 30 minutes later, I immediately get a text from which number one that I will be expecting a brand new fridge in the morning. I get a new fridge. Now everyone knows what a fool she is. The groundsman also called her a few foul words. She puts her head down and avoids me whenever she sees me in the leasing office a beautiful quiet area where I study. I've also officially requested repair of all the little minor things that they have to complete within 30 days. One of them involves putting cabinet doors on these beautifully exposed cabinets they have, which will destroy the cabinets and likely need to be replaced when I moved out. So minimum $3,000 there. Had she literally given me a time frame and listened to me calmly explain my struggles, living without a fridge for weeks, this could have easily have been solved within 30 minutes. I was ready to accept the used fridge from a nearby unit. Had she said, there's a beautiful fridge in our luxury unit, I'll send two guys over to clean it like new and it'll be swapped with yours in two hours? I would have been like, heck yeah, thank you. This would have cost them zero dollars, they own the fridge already, and the maintenance crew's always sitting outside smoking anyways and getting paid. 
Instead, they had to purchase me a more expensive fridge that doesn't match the other units, probably the only one in stock at the time. And now they also have to complete other minor repairs that I might not have cared about. This is great because let's be real, most people have either been in a situation like this or know somebody who's been in a situation like this where you submit those maintenance requests and they just get ignored. Landlords and leasing people who do this and hope they can just shortchange you and get away with it, they deserve to get smacked down by some kind of official. They deserve to feel shameful for ignoring the people that are paying them good money to stay in their place. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another compliance story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.